Oh, God. You know what, a, Tariq? A Lagort. A Lagort. A Lagort. <laughs> <laughs> this Bites. Discussing Milwaukee's culinary and restaurant culture. With Ann Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine and Tariq Moody of 88.9. This Bites is brought to you by Society Insurance. Welcome to This Bites, Milwaukee's culinary podcast with the one and only, the original hipster, Food and Dining Critic and Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine. Okay, being called the original hipster <laughs> is not a compliment. Uh, seriously, on this week's edition of This Bites, hey, we're going to talk about fish fries. Fish fries, you know, fish fries is a thing in Milwaukee. Uh, we're going to get into that. On Melinda, the restaurant is doing brunch, but not all year round. They're doing this winter brunch series uh, that lasts through the spring. So we're going to talk about their menu. It looks kind of interesting menu. And then for all my non-meat-eating friends, vegan friends, there's a vegan expo coming at the end of this month. And then uh, finally, we're going to talk about, uh, we normally don't talk about beer only, but uh, we had this discussion about IPAs and lagers. There's a lager f- beer fest that's happening, so we're going to get into that. So it's rare that we talk about beer fest. Don't get in the habit of thinking we're going to do this often, but I thought it kind of an interesting thing. So we close out with that. We're going to start talking about something. Uh, you do this series called Ask and Milwaukee Magazine. And this one caught my eye because I do it a lot. Someone asked you, can you name some places where you feel comfortable dining solo? Yeah. What was your answer to that question of Afghan? Well, first of all, if you go to a restaurant and you see someone sitting at the bar reading a book, it could be me. No, I've never brought a book. I do like, as I said, I do like to eat solo. And bars are, I think, restaurants that have a bar and are, kind of is a good do- place It's kind of to- part of your job, too. You eat solo also because it's kind of part of your job, isn't it? I always bring people with me so I can dry more things. Okay. But I think it can also be really helpful to see what it's like to be in this restaurant, a particular restaurant I'm going to write mm. about, by myself, how I am treated as a solo mm. diner. Because sometimes you are treated differently. Sometimes you're ignored. I've found that that oh, is often dude, the case. Dude, I am. They kind of forget you're there. I forget me. Like, I'm already sad, right? Yeah. And this <laughs> just makes it worse. And it's just like, I'm just invisible. Maybe they know that you're Tariq Moody and they're intimidated no, by you. They don't know it's me. They're afraid to approach you. No. Well, anyway, I like, I like going out to eat sometimes. Not all the time, but I do. And, um... If it's a place that has a great bar where I can watch some of the action going on, whether it's some things going on in the kitchen, uh, behind the counter, or, you know, it kind of... It also, I think when you're sitting at a bar, sometimes you're you're more likely to talk to people. You'll talk to another person sitting next to you that is eating solo. So uh, for bars, uh, I do like Buckley's. As I think we've mentioned, Buckley's mm-hmm. has opened their edition, and they've temporarily closed the side that is was the um just the original part of it so they don't have that bar open right now so they have a smaller like a five or six person bar but you can still go and hang out at the bar and the buckley brothers britain taylor often um tending bar there and so i think it's a it's kind of a a a nice friendly sort of place to have a meal at at the bar i've always liked elsa's i like elsa's bar Mm -hmm. Cops is a relative of Elsa's. I've always loved Cops burgers. Mm. I've always liked Elsa's burgers and kind of that whole, their whole yeah. menu, that whole mystique they have. And there's also Bavette in the Third Ward, which is a great place if you want to have lunch too. And a lot of people who are going there at lunchtime and are alone may sit at the bar because again, you can kind of mind your own business. You can you can read. Mm. You can people. I I argue that people that are alone are more often to to be reading stuff on their phones than not. That's what I do. But let me move on to a few more places. I love the counter 
at Cafe at the Plaza for breakfast and lunch. That is a great place. Well, first of all, it's just a great place to go for breakfast. And um, it is also a fun place if you want to go in the morning and have your coffee and read the paper and have a solo meal, too, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, Trey Rivali, I think, in the, the Kimpton Journeyman is another place where hotels are, you know, if you're a lot of business travelers, yeah. things like that, you're going to find more people seated alone well, eating. And so I think you've maybe if you're seeing that around you, you're more comfortable mm-hmm. knowing, oh, there are other people that are eating alone, too. This is okay. Um, La Rev Patisserie and, and, um, and Cafe out in Wauwatosa, I think, especially on that ground level where the bakery is, I think, um, is not, dinner can be like really, really busy there. So I think more during the day can be a nice place to go and just have a little meal by Mm -hmm. yourself. Um, I think Harbor House too, another place where you could go and sit at the bar, you know, have a cocktail, something to eat. And you would be really probably all over the, the raw bar there. And, um, just kind of settle in by yourself. <laughs> and I, I honestly think it's a really great experiment if you've never gone out. You know, it's sort of like going to a movie by yourself. If you've never done it, do it. Just see what it's like. I mean, it can be really, uh, I don't know. It, it just can give you kind of, if it's something you're afraid to do, I think it can give you this courage to be like, oh, I can do more things by myself and not feel like, oh, I'm the, the, the lonely person mm-hmm. out there that... Yeah. I don't know. It feels weird about being alone. It makes me stick out or whatever. I, I think that I think it's empowering. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 pride. pride, 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 pride. We're back. And uh, we're going to get into... Uh, a very popular institution here in Milwaukee. It is the Friday Fish Fry. And over in Milwaukee Magazine, you put together this really cool guide of some of uh, some great places to get that your uh, fish fry fix on a Friday. Oh, uh, could you name me maybe two or three of uh, your picks and discuss why they made that list? Sure. Well, we, you know, we actually do this fish fry. I'm always looking for good fish fries. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people do them year-round, but they're particularly pop- popular during Lent, which is when people who observe the Catholic faith do not eat meat on Friday. Mm-hmm. So hence, um, the many more places start offering fish fries just only on Fridays. Um I I really like, um, I always say, you know, I have to mention Lake Park or Lake Park, Lakefront Brewery because you can, you can do a brewery tour and you can, you can eat in the restaurant, which I, I really think has gotten better over the years. I didn't always really think their, their fish fry was, was good. I mean, like it, it's taken me a while to really be mm. like, I really like this fish fry. And um, I, I particularly like you, that you can get different kinds of fish there. So yes, you can get perch which is what I always like to get at a fish fry. Everybody seems to have like a fish they go to, you know, whether it's... Mine's catfish. And no one really I know, really catfish, catfish is not good. I know, where they really do it. But um, Lake Lakefront also has smelt, which uh, is I a small smelt. fish, yeah. And it's they, it's like a, the whole fish is edible. So they, you know, the, the you can eat it, you know, you don't worry about, you know, the bones no because they're really soft mm-hmm. and small and that's not a big deal. Um, but... You can order them. You can you can order smelt. You can order perch. Obviously, you have some of your traditional sides that come with it. They have a red cabbage that's kind of tangy, kind of like 
pickly tasting. Mm -hmm. They have potato pancakes that come with a spiced chunky applesauce. Um, and they even do kraut and German potato salad. People seem to be really traditional about what goes with mm. a fish fry. Did you say applesauce? I did. Yeah. I, I never pancake. got that's a, that's a very Midwest thing, right? Is the it? Applesauce. I, dude, see, in the South, there's not a Friday fish fry. Um, it's, the yeah. traditional day is usually Saturday, and it's not really tied to, at least in my circles of culture, religion. It's mm -hmm. just, just part of being from the South. Yeah. And usually, typically, it was on a Saturday. Um. And it's outdoors, cornmeal, so none of this battered stuff. And it's catfish. It's catfish, it's perch, it could be trout or like any other type of fish, but usually a lot of times it became catfish just because there are a lot of catfish farms sure. in Alabama and the South. Um, but it's cornmeal. Like we never, I didn't really have batter unless it was at a chain or two when I got up here. Yeah. So that's kind of the difference between this, I think, the South and North. But the sides were like hush puppies. Yeah, perch is typically breaded, and cod or haddock are battered. You is sometimes it breaded beer in flour, batted. or is it bread and cornmeal? Not cornmeal, yeah, but no one really does typically cornmeal here. flour. But but the battering seems to be like more of the cod okay. haddock type of fish, which is almost like um, it's firmer, it's mm -hmm. thicker, meatier type of fish. I don't love cod. I know that's probably it's the most. For, it's expensive it's, fish that don't have that much flavor. It's really funny, though, because a lot of places will just have cod and they won't have perch. Mm. Um, and that seems to be. Like cod. Like, and I, me, is it, I think it's a really bland it's not, fish. Yeah, but, and it's very, but it's a very expensive fish for, for being so bland. Yeah. Catfish has a very strong flavor. Yeah, I, love, I, I do like catfish. But it's a lot more affordable. Like, I want my fish to have a little unique flavor yeah, to it, you know? That's understandable. And I, I like the idea that it's. Breaded in cornmeal, mm -hmm. too. That's that's a nice touch. Okay, so the other place I'm going to mention is Fritz's Pub, because I really... It's a place that I've liked for years, but because it's it's old, it's established, it's run by a family, they're in the process of looking for an, a buyer for the restaurant. So I, it's one of those you really should get in there before they find a buyer and they close, because right now, they're only open one day a week. They're open on Fridays, and they do their fish fry. So you know it's fresh. It's only the one day they open, Friday noon to nine and they are busy um and their um their fish is it's just really great um and the funny thing is uh if you if you call them and listen to their answering machine it's really pretty funny because they will say on their answering machine um why are you calling this answering machine we are so old that we don't even pick up the phone <laughs> or nor do we really even listen to the messages anymore <laughs> But it's all of this, like, if you were calling to find out what our hours are, here they are. If you were calling to find out if we're still for sale, yes, we are, but we haven't found found our buyer yet. I mean, it's it's really cute. Well, Anne, you have a nice little retirement set up. Yeah, well, yeah, no, I don't know. I, I, you never know. But they used to be open for Serbian. They used to do some Serbian specialties okay. at one point, which was great because they had, like, Boric um, and they had some other, They not a lot of Serbian food, but they had some. Mm. They don't do that anymore. But anyway, they do um, a battered haddock, okay? So I've said, you know, well, haddock's not my favorite. I really like how their fish isn't really too greasy. It's nice and crisp. Mm -hmm. The batter's really nice and crisp, but the fish is not, you know, isn't saturated. And that, that, that technique's the temperature to oil. Yes, you exactly. Have to cook it. You can't cook it right away. The oil has to be, certain things you fry at has to be a certain temperature. Yeah. If it's too low, oil will seek in. Even though you think it's hot, that's when you get greasy fish. Uh -huh. If it's too high... The shell gets crispy and the thing gets undercooked. Yeah. 
So this is everybody has had that experience yeah, before. It's where the grease is just frying the shell and the heat's right enough to cook the insides without the grease soaking through. Yeah. Okay. So that's the good, like oil temperature is very important. That's why people say when you deep fry, have a temperature gauge, a uh, temperature a thermometer. thermometer. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, just to uh, wind up a little bit more on the Fritz's here. They, they um, also serve their uh, fish fry with potato wedges that are actually really deliciously browned mm. and crusty. And, and if you're a potato pancake fan, you might actually really like these potato wedges. I know that people are really particular about their potatoes that they have with fish fries. They do um, uh, like, a, like a, a cabbage slaw as well, they, and they make their own rye bread. So you oh. And people, you know, are pretty – they do it like a caraway rye bread, you know, tartar sauce – and it's just, it's a nice little, it's a, yeah. just a nice little homegrown, very modest, very, like you'll go in and, you know, um, it's not fancy at all, no frills and it'll be busy though. So, um, you know, and if, especially now that it's only open one day a week, but I think it's really worth it because, um, again, it's not going to be around forever. Cool. Fritz's pub. Nice. Uh, if you want to check out the entire guide, where can they find it? Is it online? It is. It's on, um, it's on our website, but I'll make sure to have it on our home page. Okay. Um, we'll post because, a link to it as well. On, uh, this yeah. Page. I mean, the headline is really essentially 16 great Milwaukee fish fries. And it even talks about like a, the anatomy of, mm. of a fish fry, what it normally has with mm. it, like the components, components that make up a really yeah. good fish fry. We should do a... It's there. Yeah. You know what? I want to find, I'm going to probably ask on Facebook, where can I get a good Southern fish fry? Yeah. Because it, they're different. It's going to be hard here for you to find I'm that. I'm pretty sure there's a couple of places that do them on the north side. Yeah, and then, okay. Yeah. But not enough. Not enough. Not enough, not enough it's places do it. Yeah. Um, next up is uh, talk about Amalinda. Amalinda's uh, recently been hosting uh, for some of those refugee yeah. dinners. Yeah. But um, they announced not too long ago they started doing a brunch, but it's not a 365-day brunch. It's only kind of a seasonal brunch. Mm-hmm. Which started a few weeks ago. It's going to end in like April. Yeah, the end of April. It looks like April 28th will be the last yeah. one. So they started a Sunday brunch and I was just attracted to the menu. So they have Spanish style <laughs> French toast. Yeah, I knew you were going to go there. I, I, I looked at this and I'm like, no. I think they I'm do not this even try on purpose so they can come at me and be mad at me. No. I, miss, I feel like we'll get Tariq so I can yell at him. Uh, a Spanish style French toast, and I, I googled it because I was wanting to know. It's you know it's cinnamon sugar, but I guess the biggest thing is like it's covered in honey. Is it fried too? It's fried. It looks good. I lo- I'm looking at this picture here. So it's oh, soaked yeah. in honey. Wow. I assume it's then it's soaked in honey and fried. I, I don't, I'm not sure, but it's maybe it's after it's soaked in honey. But I mean, it looks like it's deep fried as opposed to yeah, it looks deep fried. I mean, French toast is not deep fried. In my, no. I mean, like the French toast that I grew up with. Maybe it's I don't know. That's maybe. interesting. That's really interesting. And then say some people soak it in wine. Oh, like instead of milk. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I don't know if they, if Amalina does that or not. Mm. They don't really describe it here on this menu. Um, maybe maybe we should have brunch. They have Jamon, Jamon, Jamon Serrano and Guerrero toast. That sounds really tasty. That sounds really good. Uh, well, that's ham and yeah, Guerrero that, toast. That, that yeah. Ham. They have a, a fried piri piri chicken, chicken and waffle, waffle. Um, garlic broth with a poached egg. The carcamusa, those are, that's like, um, I think it's like uh, a, kind of like a, a bar food or street food. Okay. And um, it, I, I don't know what it looks like, though, but it's braised pork shoulder, tomato sofrito, um, and then piquillo is a piquillo pepper, right? Mm-hmm. Piquillo confit with a fried egg. So 
Um, I, I feel like that's kind of a combo platter of, yeah. of different bites on it. The garlic broth seems interesting. I'm not a big fan of poached eggs, but I'm curious about garlic broth. So you're not an Eggs Benedict person. No. I mean, again, I'm, I, I am with about, you. about my family this and, is and so, my cooking, but like yeah. my mom ruined eggs for me. I love my mom. And it's not because she can't cook. It's like, so my brother had to go to school first, so she cooked a batch of scrambled, hot scrambled eggs for my brother. And she made a batch for me and left it in, in a lukewarm oven. So when you get taste lukewarm scrambled eggs, it doesn't taste good. Right. So you don't so, really like eggs, period. Because then. of that experience. Oh, okay. Okay. And like, I never got into poached eggs. And so like, only egg I really love, because you can't really, it's deviled eggs. Mm-hmm. I like fried eggs. Mm-hmm. I think My brother that, got the fresh hot I think scrambled that's, eggs. Yeah, I think that's the true reason why you, you're not into brunch. Yeah. So like, because it's so focused on eggs. Yeah. And my brother got the best of it because he had school first, and my mom didn't want to cook a fresh batch of eggs for me. What about quiche? I like quiche. I love quiche. I make my own quiche. Yeah. Maybe because it's, it's, it's cream and I can put a ton of other stuff in there. Yeah. And it's on a crust. It's on a crust. And it doesn't have that scrambled egg. No, it doesn't have the flavor or texture. texture. Yeah. And because of all the rare cheese. And mm-hmm. so it takes away, it doesn't remind me of, and you can eat it lukewarm. This is definitely an, a, a brunch that features a lot of different items on it and that's saying a lot in a city where brunch is a big deal and typically is full of things like eggs egg ven- eggs benedict you know steak and eggs you know uh hangover burger pancakes things like that so this is different mm-hmm. and um they even have granola and goat yogurt um cinnamon rose toast um, I mean, there's some, you know, very different items on this menu. Yeah, it looks, I like it. It looks, and some, and like, I like small menus. I really do. Yeah. It makes my yeah, life easier. You've said that before. We've both talked about that. I yeah. like, I appreciate small menus mm-hmm. too. Again, that brunch is uh, March 10th through April 28th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at Amalinda. Next up is, uh, again, because, uh, uh, you know, we talk about vegan a lot. Vegans become this lifestyle become this huge thing that's taken over there's a vegan expo vegans are taking over the world did you know that yeah feels like it uh march 30th uwx what's the details on that uh so yeah it's the fourth annual and there's actually you know there's going to be another vegan fest later like in april Mm -hmm. that's the one that's at nicolay i mean like this these festivals are are like really gaining momentum now um but this one is for you know, anybody who's interested in a plant-based lifestyle, essentially. So what are they going to have there? Well, they're going to have cooking demos and expert speakers and eco-friendly exhibitors and cruelty-free products. You know, uh, they'll have food samples. Um, they'll have, um, you know, raffles and exhibitors and speakers and all that sort of thing. So it's like a day-long event, uh, you know, for, for people that are really into plants. So it's rolling 10 to 5 at the UWM Student Union. Cool. Finally, we have one last event. It's, uh, we normally don't talk really about beer fest, but uh, as you might have heard, if you were a loyal listener of this, Bites, for those few out there, <laughs> we've been uh, having a discussion about IPAs and hops and beer and, like, feel like the whole IPA thing and the whole hoppy thing is a little... Uh, too much. Yeah. It's, well, it's it, to me, this is just me. I'm not trying to like say this is my personal take. It just, I feel like it ruins food. Like, certain, like it overtakes the flavor 
if you're having a dinner. Yeah. Well, that is your personal take yeah. on it. Like I'm, I'm drinking something that's very hoppy and I'm eating something like, and I feel like the hops have just masked whatever I was eating. Right. You know. Well, they often will say that something like a Pilsner or a lager are just a lot more food yeah. friendly. Mm-hmm. They go with a lot of other yeah. things and they're far more subtle. And I, always, I always had this question. Why are these craft beers just focused on IPAs like, like that's the only beer in town? And like, what happened to the, just the classic, simple lager, right? And then after that conversation, a few days later on my Facebook feed. Someone heard you, Tariq. Someone apparently heard me. On March 30th, turn the whole ballroom. There is a lager and friends fest. So this is a beer fest dedicated to lagers. So yeah. I guess it's uh, kind of um, hosted by Gathering Place Brewery Company, Um it was the first ever one. It's an invitational beer festival hosted in the city built on lagers. So Milwaukee is built on lagers. Yeah. Paps, Blatz, it is a lager town, which is kind of funny to me to be an IPA town. Small, but anyway. But it uh, is true, though, that it we've gotten to a point now where people kind of turn their nose down on a, on a lager. Yeah, yeah. They they kind of malign it. They, and, you and, know. and I found out from a craft brewer, I'm not going to name names, why lagers, because... They're harder to master. IPAs, if you make a mistake, you just add flavors and hops. Your mistake really? is covered up. Because lager is, is, is it's a hard beer to brew. And that's why most small craft beers don't really do a lot of lagers. That's what, quote, a small craft brewer said to me based in Chicago. An unnamed source. An unnamed source. I don't want to call them out because I don't know what the beer community is like. But well, that's what they said to me. It's like, and I, I, I confirm that with other people. Like, yes, lager is not an easy beer to brew. So, but anyway, um, so the festival features some of the best lager brewers in the country. Um, again, they're talking about how they want to showcase lagers as just as good as any other craft style of beer. Um, some of the breweries are going to be there. Of course, Gathering Place, the guys are hosting it. Out of Massachusetts, Jack Abbey's Craft Loggers. That's all they do look like. It's a company to do craft loggers. I didn't know that's a thing. The breweries out of St. Louis, Missouri, Urban Chestnuts, Chicago. There's a few out of Chicago. Dovetail, Dry Hop, Lakefront Breweries, Milwaukee's own. There's so one, Black Husky out of Milwaukee as well. Black Husky's there. Uh, there's a Portland, Oregon one. The These labels I can't even read. That's one out of Portland, Oregon. There's Sprecker. Uh, another one, Wayfinder out of Portland, um, Company Brewing in River West, Prost. I've been to Prost Brewing in Denver. In Denver? Yeah, it's a cool mm. little spot. The Working Draft Beer Company, Madison, Superior, Wisconsin. There's Earth Rider and Glendale, Bavarian Beer House is going to be there as well. There'll be food as well because, you know, you don't want to just drink beer on an empty stomach. I, I, I know people who can, but, but no, <laughs> you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Can. Yeah. Um, so that's March 30th for those who are you know, a little change of pace from the IPA stouts and ales and they're hoppy, hoppy, hoppy. Well, that's this week's edition of uh, This Bites. This Bites is produced by Kenny Perez. Handcraft exciting inspiration comes from the licensed lab with support from Society Insurance and, of course, your membership. Subscribe to this podcast at RadioMilwaukee.org on iTunes or anywhere you listen to podcasts like Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else. As always, stay hungry. And keep the malort cold and serve it with a shot of lager.